next game, uh, I think it might arguably be one of the games of the week. You know, you have the Dolphins Chargers. That's not the game I'm talking about, though. We have the 49ers, who are two-and-a-half-point favorites, traveling to the East Coast to face the Pittsburgh Steelers. TJ Watt, you know, another great fucking pass rusher out there, one of the best players on defense and arguably the NFL. This is my upset of the week. I am going Pittsburgh Steelers. I am a little high on them this year. I had them at 12 wins. All about the balls podcast. With Mark Davis, Chris Gemeinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkles. Welcome to All About the Boss Podcast. I'm Mark Davis. I'm in the sack house. I'm joined alongside Chris Meinhart, Luke Rule, and, of course, Nick the Doc Skirkwins. Boys, we're coming off Labor Day weekend. I know some of us had fantastic Labor Day weekends. I know two of you were on vacation. Chris, I know Louisiana was not a good place to be over the weekend. How was it? Sorry about the Tigers. Florida State put the hammer on y'all. How are you feeling coming out of Labor Day weekend? Hey, you know what? Tough loss right there. Embarrassing loss for LSU. Hey, got to move on. We still have a chance to make the playoffs. They can do it. Hey, it is what it is. But the visit to Louisiana was great. Ate some great fucking food. Decided to come back. The drive was rough, but hey, we're here. Was the kid better this time on this drive back? The kid they, were both, they were both way better. I mean, we did have. I did wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning to drive. So we made the drive while they were sleeping. But, it's a good time. Hey, it was fucking worth it. I do red-eye flights when I fly to Florida so that my daughter sleeps. But, Luke, I know you had your mom and sister in town. You know, y'all were out around Tennessee, you know, fucking seeing the city, Nashville. But, hey, how are you doing? Big win for UCF, too, over Kent State. 1-0 in the Big 12 era. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, it was a great weekend with the family. It was nice seeing them, uh, getting to explore, show them Nashville and – uh, Clarksville, the Fort Campbell area. So it was, it was a good time, but also a great, great weekend of college football. Uh, I enjoyed UCS warm-up game. That they looked pretty, pretty solid. I mean, still some, some stuff to clean up, but it was, it was good for them. Good, good warm-up game. And Doc, I know you were in Wisconsin. I saw the tag there. It looked like you shot a seventy-five. Me and Riz still don't believe it. We were on the phone. You know, we didn't believe it at all. When we did our fantasy draft. We had a different draft. Me and Riz, but. Big win for Florida State. We didn't think you were going to watch the game. You, you said that it was questionable, but it turns out you did watch it, dude. Big win. How are you feeling after this weekend? Oh, dude, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I really didn't think I was going to be able to watch it. Um, I actually worked out that I was able to watch it. Um, but, yeah, uh, best game of my life in golf. I uh, had three witnesses on my team. My brother and his friends still don't believe um, that I had that score either, even though I had three people witness it on uh, my foursome. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and hey, we will talk more college tomorrow. This is the NFL episode of week one. So just dive in because we came off college weekend and all our teams won besides Chris. Texas struggle-ish a little bit on the offensive line against Rice, but second half picked it up. We have a big did game. Did you guys lose by Al- 21, though? No, we did not. I think we won 37 oh, okay. to 10 or whatever. We have, we're getting ready for oh, Alabama. Okay. That's the big game. Let's say we'll dive into this tomorrow. But, boys, the time we're recording this tonight, fucking two nights away we are. We are two nights away from – the Detroit Lions visiting the Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. And speaking of those Kansas City Chiefs boys, looks like Chris Jones is still not going to be there. And big news coming out of the offensive side, the best offensive weapon, the guy I chose to pick for offensive player of the year, Travis Kelsey had a hyperextension on his knee. 
They believe his ACL is intact. They're going to be doing more testing tomorrow. So today, when you listen to this, super swollen boys. How are we feeling, man, with this Kansas City Chiefs team? Just a couple days before the season. Yeah, big L's to all the fantasy owners that fucking drafted him top five pick, you know? Thought they were going to get a leg up to all the other tight ends. Hey, they're going through it right now. I mean, I think regardless what happens tomorrow, the outcome of the test, I think they're still going to sit him. I mean, if it was maybe a Sunday game, they'd play him. But, I mean, Kelsey's their whole fucking offense. You can't risk throwing him out there and something else happens, you know? Oh, yeah, I agree. Even if they win, let's say they do win against the Lions, maybe some another week too. I mean, if you start 1-1 one one at the best, like that's not a bad situation for the Kansas City Chiefs at all. Chris yeah, Jones is the big is, one, though. Yeah, it's a tough, tough loss for them having like two of their top three players not playing, most likely not playing on Thursday. So that's a huge hit at Kansas City, who doesn't have a lot of stars on their team. Yeah, I mean, they yeah, still I mean, have Patty Mahomes, but I mean, we'll see. What I said, yeah, I said two, two. I know, I know. I mean, I, I was texting a buddy and I said, You picking the Lions this week? He said, Is Patty still alive? I was like, Oh, he's still alive. He's, he's still out there. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I Chris, Chris Jones is a huge loss on the defensive side. I mean, they they struggled defensively in preseason, at least on the D line. And I mean, the news coming out of like them is insane. I mean, you have Mahomes and you have Reed both reiterating, "Hey, we're gonna play with who we have in the building." And then you have Kelsey who's pleading with Chris Jones, like, "Hey, come back! You're yeah. scaring me." So Jason like, Kelsey's like, "Hey, just just take yeah. the money, dude." Yeah, that was a good yeah, one. like. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, are we do we want him back or are we not giving a fuck, you know? And you were kicking there too, Doc. What were you saying? Yeah, no, I mean, just a huge blow. I mean, we've talked before about, uh, you know, the, the Mahomes and Kelsey show, and, and Kelsey is such a huge part of this offense. Um, obviously, looking for a lot more out of the run game this year than we saw last year. Um, but without without Kelsey, I mean, what, what do they have for receivers? Sky Moore? I don't think is is a true number one. I think I think Valdez Scantling is listed as the number two behind Sky Moore, um, and then I don't even who, I don't even remember who third in the depth chart is. But a lot of question marks in the Tony. in the offense. Who is it? Kadarius Tony. Yeah, Kadarius Tony. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he should be healthy he's, too. He's a little yeah, but, up, coming out of this off season. Yeah. Even even with that, I mean, this is this is an offense that is full of holes because they're paying Mahomes fifty million dollars a year um, or forty five million dollars a year. You know, one of the reasons I think that that Chris Jones isn't getting paid yet. I mean, they put they invested so much into the quarterback and Travis Kelsey. That's like you got fifty one other guys that you got to that you got to pay on this on this salary. So, um, with 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 the holes that already exist in the offense and and the and the lack of attention to the wide receiver court they've made, losing Travis Kelsey kind of is going to expose uh, the Chiefs. And I think that with Kelsey, you know, if he misses anything more than just two maybe three games i mean this might make changes to my to my standings yeah and you mentioned chris jones so did chris that's a big piece i understand he wants to get paid but I, i'm not 100 percent on his side i mean i know like we, we i've mentioned on off air with other people that aaron donald got paid big money he got paid pass rush money as a d tackle chris jones wants more than aaron donald that and aaron, sorry Sam, or, and he's a hell of a lot older a hell aaron, of a lot older Aaron Donald's an outlier for the D tackle position. The other D tackles, like the third and fourth position guys, or second, third before Chris Jones, is getting twenty three to twenty five, and they offered him twenty seven million a year. He wants thirty three. So, like, I'm sorry, like he's thirty two years old. Yeah, and he, and he, I just don't like that he wants more than Aaron, Aaron Donald. I said, he's no, no, an I, no, I'm with you. 
I'm with you. I'm siding, I'm siding with the Chiefs as well on this. I mean, I think it's a ridiculous amount of money that he's looking for. For a guy 32 years old, your body is not going to hold up, uh, you know, for more than three years to to have the longevity. But um, this this defense is bad. I mean, they yeah. were not good last year. They they continue to be bad. This is an offense, exploding offensive uh, team. So having a guy like Chris Jones sitting out is only going to make it that much worse for this defense and trying to survive out there. You're putting more pressure now on Mahomes to not complete passes to, to, or, uh, to Travis Kelsey anymore because he's out for the first couple of weeks. So, Yeah, I mean, all eyes are going to be on Kansas City. That's for sure. And Facts. those are the two big pieces. Luke, you know, you were high on a 17-0 49ers team. That's what you think is going to happen. And we mentioned a holdout. Are we going to see Nick Bosa, you think, Sunday afternoon when they're at Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah, I so. I don't think he's really talked about, like, holding out for the game, has he? I, I haven't seen I haven't seen. I saw he was holding out of some practices, but I, 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 I still think he should play. I, mean, I, I don't know what his contract situation really looks like. I haven't seen him look into it. It sounds like they're only – he's only – he's got the base salary down. He wants the guarantee to go up. That's, like, the big report right now coming out of his camp. So all eyes, I guess, are on Nick Bosa 297 at San Francisco because, once again, he's just important as Chris Jones is. I mean, he he is the heartbeat of that defense, especially against Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, where it's going to be a tough place to play. Yeah, Facts. I mean, with Bosa, I feel I feel like he knows that the 49ers have a shot to to make it far, to possibly go 17-0 because he heard Luke Rule on the All About the Balls podcast. Mm-hmm. He clicked in, and he was like, damn, I got to get my fucking ass out there, you know? Yeah, seventeen and zero. That's a bold prediction. You make a great point, though, in in a team that, you know, for a guy that knows what his team is capable of and thinks that they can make a run. I mean, that's you guys want to win. You better pay me. Yeah, and like with Chris Jones, I mean, he has his ring. He doesn't give a yeah. fuck about going he's back got, to the Super he's Bowl. He's got his he's got his two rings. <laughs> like he's got. Yeah, two now. I mean, like I'm sure he cares about going back to the Super Bowl, but like that's not that's not a big thing to him. He has two no. Rings. Now he's looking at the future he's, for himself and yeah, his family. Gotta, yeah, get his with, check and with, get out. Yeah, with Bosa, it, I mean, he he's want, he wants that ring. Oh, he's hungry. Yeah, he, I'd say he's more hungry just because, like you said, he hasn't tasted it. He's been there. He got through his rookie season, but they fell short to the Chiefs, you know, Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. So uh, all eyes are going to be on on those two boys from the defensive side. And and Chris, you mentioned TJ Hawkinson. He set the market for tight ends. So now the new tight end market is just skyrocketed with uh, old TJ Hawkinson out of Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think it reset too high. I think Darren Waller had a pretty high one last year, so I mean, I don't think it went too much. But hey, good for yeah. him. I mean, he's he, he balled out last year, so he deserves it. And I don't even know what tight ends are coming up on a contract like come like, as good as T.J. Hawkinson or guys like that. So he might be an outlier. There, there might not be a tight end that passes him for a few years because I can't think of any like stud tight ends that are are ready right now for that paycheck. I mean, if I then the closest one I can maybe see is if Kyle Pitts starts stepping it back up. I mean, he had a great rookie year, lack last year, but I mean, if he can come back out, I mean, he'd probably be the closest tight end that I can see coming up to a contract yeah. year. What did Hawkinson or, get? Or Fryermuth? Oh yeah, Fryermuth's yeah. good. Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah. Old, I mean, Mark Andrews twenty seven. He might have another contract he, left in him. I'm not sure, he, Doc. What? Yeah, he already got his first contract though. Yeah, but he's still young enough to get that second. Um, yeah, yeah, that second big payday. I mean, like I said, he's only twenty-seven, so it's not like um, he's not due for another one. I mean, he's pretty young still for a tight end. I think 
And I mean, Travis Kelsey's gotten a couple big ones. I, I think Hawkins got there. Doc TJ Hawkins got a four year, sixty six million dollar extension, twenty nine point two fully guaranteed. So it's a big, Damn. big fucking payday out of, out of Minnesota. Yeah, that's there. a sixteen million dollar payday higher than what the Bears just gave Cole Komet. Yeah, so big paydays coming on, boys, and God, like it's just NFL's here. So we had a taste of college, good taste of college, I think for for most of us, like I said, but. I think it's time. I think it's time for us to dive into some predictions, some storylines for each game. You know, we're going to each four go through each game. We're going to read the spread off, but I'm only I'm going to give the scores. Unless, unless you guys want to, that's fine too. But I'm going to give the scores. But we are playing, if you're listening out there, the four of us are just playing to see who has the best record. Each week we'll update you who, who went where, where we are for the season standing. So we expect Luke to be last. And, you know, but, I mean, we'll, we'll see, I guess, at the end we'll of the see. year. Yeah, but well, we can, I guess we can we're... go ahead and skip one for him. We know who's winning the Niner game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he can say why. It's but... a lock already. It's, our, <laughs> it's, it's a lock already. Lock of the week. Yeah, with with or without Bosa. With or without? Oh man, I don't know. Without Bosa, oh. I, I, yeah, I don't know about that. Najee might eat that game without Bosa. They actually might run the ball. <laughs> uh, but let's start off hot. You know, Detroit Lions at the Kansas City Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by five points. The all these spreads are off ESPN, so. Chiefs are favored by five at home. We just mentioned Travis Kelsey probably won't play. Chris Jones probably won't play. Do this sway anyone's opinion after the Kelvis, Travis Kelsey injury? It did sway my opinion. I, I flipped it. If Kelsey plays and he's healthy, yeah, give me the Chiefs. But I, I don't think he's playing, so I'm going Detroit. I, I think that the Lions offense is, is pretty good. I think their defense is going to be a lot better. They invested on that defense in the free agency and during the draft. So I'm going to go Chiefs. I'm sorry, I'm going to go Lions 27-24. I think it's gonna be a close game in Kansas City. Also, a lot of distractions, you know, revealing the banner too. So, got the Detroit Lions, 27-24, boys. Yeah, Mark, I'm with you on the taking Detroit over Kansas City. I think it's probably a little bit lower scoring game than that. I don't have a score for it, but I think it's like 21 to like I don't know 18 at most. So close game, but I think it's gonna be low scoring. Uh, I like Detroit's defense, and I think they got a pretty solid offense. Uh, yeah, I like to see how uh, Gibbs plays as well as first game. That's true too. Yeah, I mean the Lions' defense definitely improved. I just you have Patty Mahomes with the ball. I think I think they still win. I think they cover the five point spread. I'm I'm going thirty one twenty four Chiefs. That's what I had originally, but then I I flipped it to when I saw no Kelsey. All right. If Mahomes is in the game, you can't. Yeah. You can't. You Anything can't can happen. Pass. I, I, I just think the Lions have a better overall like roster right now. Yeah, at the moment. I probably. Yeah, I mean, both teams yeah. have explosive offenses. Both teams have, in my opinion, still shitty defenses. I still need to see Lions, all the work they put in the offseason in their defense. Um, when they came out last year, I mean, they, it was a shootout every game in Detroit last year. You know what I mean? Uh, the defense couldn't contain anybody, couldn't hold any score down. Um, I think I'm still going the Chiefs just because it is still Patty Mahomes at home. If this was in Detroit, I think I'm looking at a different outcome, but I think I'm going to still go Chiefs, but they are not covering the spread. It is going to be Chiefs 31-30. And I'm going to say a last-minute field goal. Damn, everyone's giving scores. Luke, you you okay with 21-18? Or a two-point conversion. What's that? You okay with 21-18? Everyone's giving a score. I mean, you mentioned a teaser. Um, I'm writing it down. You gave a score, so I want to score with it. That's fine. I'm writing it down, so – We'll see. 
Do we're still you... going straight up though. Straight up is our is how we're doing records, but yeah. we're giving the sp- yeah, we'll give the spread though. We'll give what we think for the viewers. I'll, I'll do 21 12. 21 12. You got yeah. the Chiefs scoring 12 points. Yeah. Four, so four field goals? What's that? Four field goals? Yeah. Fuck it. Bucker, that's a, hey, if you if you got Bucker in fantasy, that's a big I, week for the, for your kicker. I, I do have Bucker in fantasy. Hey, yeah, you, know go, you know it ain't going to be a safety without Chris Jones on that defense. <laughs> God. Uh, hey, but we are split. Two on the Lions, two on the Chiefs. Moving on. Bryce Young, number one draft pick. And the Carolina Panthers traveling to the division rivals, my Atlanta Falcons, another rookie stud, B. John Robinson. And this is not because I'm a homer, not because it's my team. I think the Falcons win 23-20. I think we control the clock. We run the ball. We're going to settle for some field goals. I think Ritter's still going to look solid. I think the Panthers will score, have the opportunity to score, but they're not going to cash in all the time. I think the Falcons' defense will be a lot better as well. Like I said, they're going to make some stops there. I think the, the Lions are going to – yeah, the, the Panthers, I'm sorry, are going to be a little more aggressive on offense. So instead of selling for some field goals, they're going to go for on fourth down and they're going to fail. And I think the Falcons, like I said, control the clock with the run game, with the short intermediate passes. Give me the Falcons, 23-20. Also, the Falcons are favored by three and a half, so they don't cover the spread. But give me Falcons, 23-20. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a huge game. I think a lot of eyes are going to be on this game just due to Bryce Young and B. John Robinson. I'm excited to see what Bryce Young does against definitely an improved Falcons defense. And then what B. John Robinson does. I mean, I it'd be interesting to see the Falcons fall a little bit and see what Ritter can do in the passing game. Because, I mean, if you fall behind in a game, the run game isn't going to help you come back. And then the big news out of Carolina, Brian Burns, apparently he's sitting out. He's had out two practices already. Huge, huge defensive line for them. I mean, that would be an issue for their already struggling defense. But I I wanted this to be an upset game, but I'm going to have to go Falcons 20-17. to 17. And shout out yeah, Brian Burke. Shout out Brian Burns. He's a Florida State Seminole, by the way, too, just in case y'all forgot. Yeah, head coach Frank Reich uh, really, really kind of seemed unfazed by it. He was like, if he's here, he's here. If he's not, he's not. We just got to press forward and move on. That's the right thing like, to say. All right. Man. Right thing to say, though. You got to say it. It really is. It really is. Uh, the the, the sit-outs are, are really intensifying across the league and a lot more people doing them. Um, big shot of the defense, though, like Chris said, in, in uh, Burns sitting out. So, obviously, I want to see Atlanta win because I need that number one pick um, <laughs> from Carolina for my Bears this year. Um, I think this is still kind of one of those toss-up games because if there is a game for – Bryce Young to come out strong in the beginning, it would be against what I think is more of a mid-tier, um, you know, team like the the Atlanta Falcons versus taking on the Chiefs week one kind of thing, um, even though I, you could probably still throw through the Swiss cheese defense that uh, that Kansas City has. But um, very exciting match. This, I think, is going to be one of the one of the closer games in the league, one of the, one of the more up for grabs, can go either way, coin flip kind of games. Um, I'm still, I'm still confident Atlanta can win. I'm excited to see BJ, uh, uh Bijan start up. Um, interested to see what happens with him and Algier. Do they, you know, he's listed, Bijan's listed as number one, I think on the, on the depth chart, right? Uh, the depth chart, I haven't seen the depth chart officially come out, but I wouldn't be surprised. I've been busy today. But so either way, had... either way with Algier being a thousand yard rusher last year, I mean, two huge offensive explosive weapons in the running game. And then you also still have Cordero Patterson who's back this year. So uh, another guy that you can use in a lot of versatile ways. 
for this offense just going to be uh, really on Desmond Ritter to come out, control the pace of the game, um, control the tempo, and and make the plays that he needs to make because he can't rely on the running game 100%. Um, so it's going to be interesting. But I'm going to take Atlanta, um, and I think that this is going to be – I'm going to go 24-21 Atlanta. Dang, no one's got the spread so far. Luke, what you thinking? I think I'm going to take you up on the spread, Mark, but I'm going to go 14-10 Atlanta. Low-scoring game, but I think Atlanta gets it done. Uh, I don't think this will be Bryce Young's welcome to the NFL moment, I think, with a, facing Atlanta's defense. Dang, Luke, you are high on some of these uh, low-scoring games so far. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can understand this more. If there's a low one, though, I think it's that one. If there's a low one, I think it's that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they control the clock and, and they don't score, I mean, you're just wasting time. Yeah. And like you said, if you're not scoring, then the game's yeah, not scoring. Of- Nothing gets by you, John Madden. If you don't score, <laughs> it's a low-scoring game. Damn right. I, I think the ball's going to be on the ground a lot. So, running I think the ball's going to live some- on the ground, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we're all on the Falcons. God, I hate seeing when all four people pick the same team. It's it's scary when you have that. Uh, moving on to Houston, Texas. Hard when you're another- Carolina. Yeah, another rookie, Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud, number two overall pick, traveling. Tough place to play to start your career. The Baltimore Ravens, the Ravens are favored by 10 points. And you know what? I'm with Vegas on this one. I have – this is my biggest blowout of the week. I'm going Ravens, 34-17. I think the offense is going to kick the shit out of the Texans' defense. I think C.J. Stroud and the boys are going to struggle a little bit. Not high on the Ravens' defense this year, but – I think in Baltimore, crowds going to be ruckus, and the Houston Texans to me are just a couple of years away. Give me Ravens, thirty-four to seventeen. Well, they did get uh, Roquan so Smith long term. They did get yes. Smith to a new deal, so I think I think Lamar is itching to come back. I think uh, I think the Odell Beckham signing is going to be overhyped. I'm very excited to see Zay Flowers. Mark Andrews is back. Um, J.K. Dobbins still going to be still going to be useless. I think um, just like he was last year. Um, but I think with Lamar, I, I, I think it's going to be an explosive game, and this is, I think, going to be a blowout. Uh, I'm going to go Baltimore Ravens for sure, um, and I think I'm going to go 38. Say 38-17. Okay, four more points to me. Yeah, just four more points to me. Yeah, no, this is this is my lock of the week. I mean, I'm excited to see C.J. Stroud. I mean, he did have a rough rough preseason and it's not going to get any better unlike you mark i do think the raven secondary is still pretty nasty even losing marlon humphrey i mean they got patrick queen and roquan smith and the linebacker that cj shroud still has to worry about I they mean, have marlon and humphrey. also they have humphrey they lost they lost uh, marcus peters marcus peters that that one that one humphrey's um, not playing this game though he's not no he's he's a probably missed the first couple of weeks like oh, yeah, he had that foot? surgery. He had that surgery. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, yeah, I'm excited so. to see uh, Lamar Jackson under Todd Munkin, too. Air it out. Let's see how Lamar does. But, like I said, lock of the week. I mean, I think Ravens cover. I go 30-17. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm taking, taking the Ravens, but I'm going to go 28-7 on this one. A uh, little bit more low scoring. I think Rick, Lamar's going to try to prove himself coming out. Light it up. Ravens usually start off season strong, anyways. So I, I like that uh, defense. I think to be a little more, a little more solid than you guys think. Uh, Kyle Hamilton was All Pro uh, safety last year, one of the top rated safeties on his rookie year. I think his second year is going to be even better. 
Uh, yeah, it's going to hurt not having Humphrey out for this game, but I think we're not losing too much playing the Houston's offense. So yeah, not I, I think, yeah, I think you don't need much. You don't need yeah, much. I think our linebackers and D line are going to eat on the fucking uh, offensive line of Houston. And I need I think there's a lot of potential for a 42 to seven on this and, one. And it's really first, first game with JV and Clowney in the lineup. Hey, I need Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews to eat. I had another draft last night with Riz's draft. Or I'm sorry, Sunday I had I picked Lamar and Mark Andrews. I stacked them together back to back, and I have Mark Andrews in my dynasty league. So our dynasty league. So I need a big fucking offensive game from Lamar and the boys. I need Mark Andrews to also ball out too. So let's go Ravens. Hey, who, what did you say, Luke? First game for who in the lineup? Clowney. Oh, for uh, Clowney. Davian Clowney. Yeah, I forgot yeah. all about that to be honest. So next game, the Battle of Ohio, the Cincinnati Bengals, who are the two-and-a-half-point favorites, traveling to Cleveland Browns. This is the first full starting year with Deshaun Watson. I know he looked a little sluggish last year. Even preseason looked a little little iffy. I I wanted to pick Cleveland. I know Cincinnati lost week one last year to the Pittsburgh Steelers, so them losing week one wouldn't be a surprise, honestly. They're still a talented team. But traveling at Cleveland, it's tough. I'm going to ride with Joe Burrow. I'm going to ride with the Bengals, a high electric offense. I think the defense will be a little better than we're thinking, even though they lost those safeties. I'm going a close game. I don't think that the Bengals – I'm sorry, I do think the Bengals will cover the spread. I have them winning 24-20 to 20 over Cleveland. Give me the Bengals. Yeah, like you said, Mark, Battle of Ohio right here. We'll see it. I mean, I think the spread is just so low just because, I mean, Joe Burrow's injury concern, Watson, what he did last year in this preseason – I mean, we need to see Watson come out and do what he did in his Texans days before we really sell out on the Browns. But like you, Mark, I think they cover the spread. I mean, it's only 2.5, so you really can't uncover the spread. But, I mean, I have them winning 23-20. I have this one on as my potential upset of the week. I mean, Cleveland at home. If Deshaun whoa, whoa, Watson talk, talk. No, 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 there's no potential, okay? You either sell out for the upset <laughs> That's or you true. don't. All right. You either all right. sell out for the upset or don't. No, I'm sticking with Cincinnati on this one. Um other than what I will call out for the for the uh for my upset of the week, this is probably the next one in line that, that could happen. But I'm still gonna take Cincinnati. I think they still prevail. Um Big Dick Joe is just way too way too good. This this receiving core in Cincinnati is way too good. Um the defense is 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 there. Um but I think it's gonna be a close game. I'm gonna go 24 20 Cincinnati. Oh, copy me, huh? So I'm going to ride with the upset on this one. I'm going to take Cleveland, uh, 17 14. Uh, Bengals have hit the past few years have been a slow starting team. Like what they lost like their first, like what two or three games last season. So they yeah. typically just a slow starting team. Joe Burrow's foot's probably not 100%. So I, and I, I don't trust Cincinnati's defense either. And the Browns do have a good defense, very underrated out yeah. there in Cleveland. Chris, your father-in-law is not going to be happy with you when he listens to the no, show, by the way. He's, he's not. Shout out to Daddy A. Sorry, buddy. Hey, your Daddy A is going to be sending that angry fucking text. He's going to be sending you hey, angry text. I got to ride with Big Dick Joe, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good game. I, I, I can see it going either way, though. It's not like I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland wins, but I do have the Bengals winning this game. And three of us picked the Bengals. Finally, good to have some mixture in the group again. But next game, another rookie quarterback. Anthony Richardson, number fourth overall pick. He's hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are five-point favorites. I know a lot of us are high on the Jaguars. I'm interested to see AR. This is probably 
the rookie that I'm most excited for the most, even though Bryce Young's playing my team. I just want to see the raw athleticism from Anthony Richardson against this Jaguars team. I think the defense will be better out there in Duval County. We've already mentioned it several times. Jacksonville might have the best offense this year. They're on that that level of all the superstar talent around Trevor Lawrence. I think Doug Peterson is a pretty good coach. I think he's proven himself following the, the Eagle days. And, um, yeah, the Eagle days. I don't think coaching anywhere else. I can't think of anywhere, coaching anywhere else. But I got Jaguars covering the spread 27-20. I think AR and them will keep it close because it's a division rival game. And I want to see the Jaguars figure this offense out. They might have a little kinks early on just because it's brand new. But I expect them to cover. I expect them to win 27-20. to yeah, I mean, like you said, Mark, AR, excited. I they, I mean, he already won over the locker room. They voted him captain as a rookie. That's huge for him to gain that confidence. He didn't look too hot in his last preseason game. Let's see what he can do over there. I mean, I feel bad because the Colts are just going to be tainted with this JT drama this year. I mean, every game that we see the Colts, I guarantee you, the overs Every loss be is going to be blamed on him. <laughs> well, that too. Well, they but already blamed the four losses on us. We're going yeah. like. <laughs> to hear about JT all through the broadcast for the Colts. But, I mean, T-Law, new weapons, Ridley and Bigsby. Excited to see how they get into the offense. Ridley's just been looking phenomenal. But I have the same thing, Mark. Jags cover 27-20. And I don't know about you. I won't be hearing them talk about JT because the only time they'll be on my TV is on Red Zone. I won't be having that game on my, my TV for a <laughs> long term. That one, that one might be on my little my little iPad, you know? I might have to pull out the second iPad because, I mean, I, I am interested to see what AR does. Yeah. Doc Luke? Yeah, also interested to see what AR does. Um, the absence of JT. Jack, Jacksonville's a sneaky good team. They made a lot of great moves in the offseason. Defense is looking solid. Um, Calvin Ridley, I think, is a big pickup. They've got a, they've got a pretty solid receiving court down there in Jacksonville. Um, ETN, I mean – Running game looks looks pretty dope. Um, I'm taking Jacksonville over Indy on this one. I'm going Jacksonville 27-14. Yeah. 27-17. 27-17, excuse me. Uh, also going to ride with Jacksonville. I'm going to take Jacksonville 31-17 against uh, the Colts. I don't think the Colts offense is going to be good enough to compete with a high-powered offense like the Jags. Jags have solid defense. So I think they're just going to run away with this game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see take Tanks Bigby, too, with ETN. I think it's going to be a good pairing. ETN's pretty yeah. get the bulk of the work, but I know, Luke, you mentioned him early on a couple episodes ago. You're high on Tanks Bigby. He could get a lot more opportunity throughout the year. Yeah. So awesome. might, awesome. might awesome drafted, name. You should have drafted him in Dynasty. I, I wanted him. <laughs> he was taken before I got to him. And we and we still yeah. don't know which Colts running back, because like, I've been hearing rumors it's going to be Deion Jackson – it's going to be Zach Moss, uh, Zach Cole is another, like all three of them. It's like, I don't know who to pick up. I want to have one on my bench just in case one pops off, but I'm I'm scared to just pick who it is because I don't know who it's going to be. Fuck it. Pick it all up. Take them all. Start them all. One of them. <laughs> yeah, start them all. And clean sweep for us. And that's the third one this this uh, game so far. Uh, we all on the Jags and covering the spread too. Next game is the a new quarterback starting for a new team. His new his I think his fourth team now. Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are heading to Minnesota to travel to face Kirk Cousins and the, and the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are six point favorites. I don't think they cover the spread. I think that there's still question marks on this defense. I know they brought in Brian Flores, a great defensive mind. I think there's some talent on the offensive side to compete. 
I'm not high on them winning. I think that the Vikings will still get to Baker Mayfield quite a bit. The line's trash, but they play a pretty bad defense, in my opinion. I think they have some improvement there in Minnesota. We're going to see what they're going to do. But this offense is still high power. They brought in Jordan Addison in the draft. They have TJ Hawkinson, we already mentioned, and they have probably the best receiver in football, Justin Jefferson. And Kirk's not bad either. I have the Vikings winning 27-24, possible game-winning field goal in this game. Go Vikings oh. 27-24. Yeah, Vikings, I think are Vikings, I think, are easily coming out for this one. Um, Baker Mayfield has proven that it doesn't really matter the scheme or the team that he's on. He's not going to be successful. Um, still some weapons there in Tampa Bay. I still like the defense. Uh, Minnesota lost a lot on defense this year. Offense still, you know, Justin Jefferson, you know, you, you know he's going to be good for at least one or two, probably two coming out in the opening week. Um, Madison, how's he going to do in his first uh, season as a full-time running back, being the starter without Dalvin Cook there now? Um, so a couple of question marks on offense for for the for the Vikings, but Hawkinson, you know, he ain't got no distractions. He just got paid. But a lot of guys that are not no longer on contract years, you know, don't always come out as strong once they get that that big time deal. Um, so going to be interesting to see what happens. But I am going to take Minnesota twenty seven twenty one. I think this game is going to be a lot closer. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than what we think. I think. I think Tampa's D defense is going to be able to keep the Vikings in check for at least a little bit, but I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to be able to push them over the hump to get them to win this game. I think Vikings win, but fail to cover 24-20. Yeah, I'm, I'm riding the Vikings here too. I don't think it's going to be Baker's one of Baker's 10-plus wins or 9-plus wins this season. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty competitive game still. I, I got Minnesota 28-21. Uh, so – I. And I'm also going to go Justin Jefferson two tutties just because I have him in fantasy. And I think he's yeah. going to show pretty big. <laughs> hey, I'd love, I'd love two, that. Two, two tutties with JJ. But close game. I think Minnesota's going to have a game-winning drive, touchdown drive to win the game. Luke's the only one that has the Vikings cover. Doc has a push. And real quick before we move on, the Bucks big news out of there is Mike Evans says if they don't have a contract extension by Saturday, you know, the day before the game, the contract talks are done for the year. Most likely means he'll be traded by the deadline or he'll be out by the after the season. So Damn. they're probably best all time receiver is going to be gone, most likely. Yep. So that um, is tough. It, it is tough. It honestly is. I mean, I, it'd be good on some like a, like a. I think Baltimore would be a good team for him. Honestly, they would need a big receiver. You know, he can reel in like some it. of Lamar's throws. I, I I'm not lying. I, that's I'd be honest. A team like that would be huge for like a Mike Evans Super Bowl team. That, not Super Bowl, yeah, it would help them progress. But let's progress on our show. We have the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, and DeAndre Hopkins, a new trio out there in Nashville, traveling to Chris's team, the New Orleans Saints. Derek Carr, new quarterback in charge there. We're going to see if Michael Thomas can stay healthy. No Alvin Kamara this game, so we're going to see what the running game is going to be like. Also, Saints are favored by three. I think the Saints cover. A little low-scoring game. I think the Saints win 24-17. I think the, the Titans' defense is still a little underrated, if healthy. I think they will have some highlight plays on offense, but not enough uh, plays on the Saints' defense. I think they're pretty good. So I'm going to ride with the Saints by seven. Yeah, I mean, Carr's first game in the Dome. You mentioned it, AK suspension. I mean, Kendra Miller, a rookie, he's already questionable with that little hamstring injury, of course. So the run game, I mean, it's going to be Jamal Williams game and then whatever fucking rookie or not rookie but practice squad running back wants to step up 
I think the Titans are strong against the run, but I think the passing game is going to open up with Derek Carr with all the weapons he has there with Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. I think, and Tannehill's fighting for his job. I really think Tannehill's going into the season with a very tight rope around his neck. So, I mean, he's going to be playing hard, but I think Saints win and cover the spread. I go, I'm going 23-13. So, it's a nice way to put that they're going to hang uh, Tannehill. Jesus. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I mean, to put where, where do you want, where do you want the rope hung? Where do you want the rope hung? Around his they dick? Did, Come on now. They, did, they, they did draft the least would have probably round. been better. Yeah. 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 I like New Orleans in this game too. Uh, same same scores, Mark. Uh, what twenty one seventeen? Close game. Well, you said twenty one or twenty four. Twenty one. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go twenty one seventeen. I think it's a three point game. So, four, four point I like game. that. Uh, my bad. All right, quick math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quick doing big math over math. here. Uh, yeah, I like I like New Orleans in this game. Low, somewhat low scoring game. Uh, be interesting to see how Tannehill plays with Hopkins. See if they're on the same page yet or not, and if Derrick Henry still got it in the tank. Yeah, I think uh, New Orleans. Derrick Carr very exciting to see him come out um, first game with with Thomas and Olave. I really like the offense on this team. I'm going to like him a lot more when AK comes back. Um, defense is is rugged and can get under your skin. I've seen it myself uh, when the, when the Saints played the Bears in the playoffs and. Got our got our guy, you know, baited our guy into an ejection um, in the first half of that playoff game. So, uh, you know, that can that can affect a lot on offense, you know, because you get in, you get into guys' heads um, on the on the other team, the opposing offense, and now they're coming out not running the right routes, trying to do too much because they're trying to prove something, whatever the case is, and and a lot of times it can fall apart. But I think Derrick Henry is going to be good for 17 points. And I think I'm taking New Orleans for 21. Um, so I'm taking Saints 21-17 in this one. And if anyone knows about that fucking defense, it's me. I've been dealing with it quite a fucking long time, honestly. Uh, since Well, even Drew Brees got there, the defense became pretty good. And it, mm. then it sucked for a little while, and it became good again. So Saints, Cameron Jordan's a Falcons tough. killer. He loves Matt Ryan. He loves living in his fucking <laughs> backfield, essentially. Uh, next game, uh, I think it might – Arguably be one of the games of the week. You know, you have the Dolphins Chargers. That's not the game I'm talking about, though. We have the 49ers, who are two-and-a-half-point favorites, traveling to the East Coast to face the Pittsburgh Steelers. T.J. Watt, you know, another great fucking pass rusher out there, one of the best players on defense and arguably the NFL. This is my upset of the week. I am going Pittsburgh Steelers. I am a little high on them this year. I had them at 12 wins. I think the Niners bounce back from this game, though, and they'll, they'll go on and get many wins. I said I had at 13, so this won't kill them. I do think, like I said, well, since the Steelers win, the Niners don't cover the spread. I'm going Steelers 24-21. It's going to come down to defense. I think it's there are going to be some opportunities to score, obviously, but the defense at the end will be big for the Steelers. They'll keep Brock Purdy and the boys on their ass, pretty much sitting on the fucking bench because Brock Purdy is not going to have a good day out there trying to go against this defense. Go Pittsburgh by three. Yeah, Luke, we, Luke, we can skip you. We know your your projection here. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, let me just run real quick. San Fran, uh, <laughs> 28-21, end of story. Yeah, no, Mark, I uh, man, I really juggled this one. I really wanted – I mean, the Steelers have been the preseason team this year. I mean, they've looked phenomenal every preseason game they've played in. I really wanted this one to be an upset, but I just – I couldn't do it. I really think the 49ers' offensive weapons and their defensive weapons just overpowers the Steelers on both sides of the ball. Uh, I'm excited to see Brock Purdy – 
in his second year was last year, just kind of like a flash in the pan, you know, also Pickett's also entering his second season. So like, Hey, what does he do? But I have 49ers winning, winning and covering 21, 17. Yeah, I have, I have no doubt San Francisco is coming in here and taking this one. Um, I don't think this is going to be as close as the experts are making. I mean, obviously they know more than I do. Um, that's why they only gave him a two and a half point spread. Um, but I don't think that's going to be accurate. I think CMC with uh, the check down from uh, Brock Purdy, um, who I don't think was was all that impressive in what he did play last year um, with his individual numbers. But um, between CMC, Kittle, I mean, I think the weapons are definitely there. The defense is still, still great. Um, Pittsburgh, I mean, hugely improved all around uh, for, for, for this team. So, you know, I think that they are going to have some success this season. I don't quite think 12 wins like you like you pegged for, Mark, but um, I don't think they're taking this one. I'm taking San Francisco 24-17. I guess two of us are alone so far. Luke's lone survivor on the on the Browns. I'm lone survivor on the on the Steelers. You know, two AFC North teams were are lone survivors on. But moving on to the Arizona Cardinals, uh, I don't think we know who's starting at quarterback yet. I don't think it even fucking matters, to be honest. I think they're dog shit, and they are seven-point underdogs traveling to you know the nation's capital, which really they play in Landover, Maryland. But the Washington Commanders were, like I said, seven-point favorites, and I have the Commanders covering that spread easily. I think Sam Howell is going to have a, a – I think he's going to have an electric game this game. I think it also helps he's playing against the Cardinals, but I think Scary Terry in the running game is going to be pretty good. I have the Commanders winning 31-20, and – not even close, honestly. Yeah, I'm low-key actually very excited about this game. I mean, FedEx Field sold out, so, I mean, a lot of other people are excited about this game. Cardinals are a mess. Sam Howell under Eric Benenemy. Let's see how he does without Andy Reid, you know, in his left pocket. So, I have the Commanders winning and covering 24-14. Yeah, you guys pretty much nailed everything, and there isn't really a whole lot to talk about with Arizona. Um so we'll just we'll just save it for time. I'm going to take Washington 24-13. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Washington too. Uh, so across the board, I think we're all going Washington. I think it's be a little bit lower scoring game. You guys think? So I'm going to go Washington 17, Arizona three. Oh, uh, field goal! Only a field goal. Yeah, wow. Matt is going to get his, points. and that's about it. And only 17 we'll points down. from the Commanders. Yeah. Damn. Well, clean sweep again, and Doc, this is a big game. I, I think this is the new era of this rivalry. No Aaron Rodgers. It's the Jordan Love Green Bay Packers traveling to Chicago, the one-point favorite Chicago Bears. <clears throat> Sorry, Justin Fields, DJ Moore. We're going to see what this running game is going to become. I know they got Clue Herbert now, like I said, full-time starter with Foreman and Roshan, two Texas running backs backing him up. We'll see what this defense can do. I don't. If you're betting this game and you're using the spread, you have a set of balls on you because it's only a one point spread. So I'm going to go That's Bears. They, yeah, they're going to cover it. So 24 20. I think it's going to be close. I think both teams are going to come out. They're going to have some offensive big plays, but I think both defenses are going to make some plays as well. That's why it's a little low scoring. I'm going to go Bears 24 20. Go Chicago. Yeah, I mean, huge improvement for Chicago in the offseason. Um, Bolster the offensive line, filled a couple of holes on defense. Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, um, the defensive line. I mean, so much going on for this team right now. I'm very excited to see uh, the Chicago Bears in the new way forward. I hope just or uh, Jordan Love absolutely shits the fucking bed for the next 10 years. 
Um, it's time for Chicago to take their spot back in this division over the Green Bay Packers. Um, I'm not I'm not really psyched about anything for the Packers um, on either side of the ball. I don't think that they have a aggressively good football team in any sense. I have them actually finishing dead last in the division. Um, but with all the improvements for the Bears, Cole Komet got his long-term deal. He's locked in. Um, I think that this is going to be the year of the Bears. I'm taking Chicago 24-21. Yeah, I'm riding with Chicago too, uh, 21-17. Uh, somewhat close game, but I, I don't think it's going to be a very exciting game. Yeah, nothing I mean, about both, the Packers is very exciting. Both, I mean, both of these teams have had off-season buzzes. I mean, the fucking Bears like reloaded. I don't, I don't even know if they reloaded. I mean, they just added more munition into the fire, you know, and then. Jordan Love's apparently been popping off this offseason, so excited to see if he'll actually be Green Bay's future franchise quarterback like A-Rod is. And, I mean, I have the Packers going into the Bears and upsetting them 23-20. Wow. So when Riz watches this show, we he, we had a heart-to-heart talk during our draft this weekend. He says every time we talk Bears, how good they're going to be, he wants to come into this camera and smack the living dog shit out of us. <laughs> He thinks Green Bay wins the division. Chicago finishes dead last. So he might be on you your side. Green Bay wins one. the division? He does. I talked to him a little out of it. I said well, Green Bay didn't do much neither, but he thinks that Green Bay is going to be good. He likes Jordan Love, and he says that we're, we're he, stupid he picking Chicago. Last? He thinks that they were the worst team last year, and they didn't, they didn't do a whole lot. He doesn't think Justin Fields is good first through two years of completion percentage. And I tried mentioning just, or Josh Allen and – you know, he, he didn't want to buy it. He still thinks that the Bears are going to be dog shit. So. You understand, like, you understand they had, like, peewee football out there for their offensive line those first two years. They actually have an offensive line now with the addition of Darnell Wright, uh, Nate Davis. I mean, there, there's I tried, Doc. a lot of changes I, yeah. on this team. DJ Moore, too. DJ Moore. Hey. I mean, you cannot discount well, he, that, that was Moore. That was the thing he said. He said, Our DJ question. Moore and C- he said DJ Moore and CMC didn't do nothing for Carolina, so why are they gonna like why would DJ Moore just come over to Chicago and, they, and do they something? Both did you, pretty well in Carolina. Also, well, you but, are but, yeah. team. but Carolina sucked last year, that's what he was trying to say. So he was still a thousand yard receiver. Or was he eight hundred? No, he's eight hundred last year, I, I think, in thousand. I tried before, my hardest. Either way, either way, uh Riz, Riz, you need Jesus, my friend. You gotta you gotta re <laughs> reevaluate some things. Uh we about to I mean, find I, out. You can say what you want. I mean, you could have your, your opinion with the Bears and everything. Um, uh, but to say that to say that Green Bay is gonna win the division, um you know what, I'll just leave it at that. Um but uh no, I think I think that this is an easy one for Chicago. I think there's still a lot of question marks later in the season, but th- this division is honestly up for grabs, except for Green Bay. Except for yeah. Green Bay. Like Chris, we're gonna find out soon. Sunday, we're about to find out. A couple days. But, our, I, oddly well, enough, our only question mark is defense. For like the first time in franchise history, that yeah. like the offense is probably better than the defense. We'll see. Like I said, Sunday at four o'clock window. I'm gonna be excited for that. And we're also excited. I know Chris is excited for this. The Sean Payton, Sean Payton era begins in Denver. They are the three and a half point favorites as they host the Jimmy G Las Vegas Raiders. I think that the Broncos don't cover the spread, honestly. I think it's going to be a 23-20 game. I think both offenses are going to look very sluggish, settle for some field goals. I think that the Broncos' offense is going to look like shit and make the Raiders' defense look decent, which is not the way it's supposed to be for the Raiders. I do think, though, the Broncos win this game 23-20, game-winning field goal out there in mile high. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think think Sean Payton uh, – Coming to Denver, I don't think it's going to be is going to be as great 
uh, as everybody thinks it is. I like Sean Payton, but um, we saw what Sean Payton was without Drew Brees, and it wasn't it wasn't that much better. Um, so I think I'm going to take I think I'm going to take Denver in this game, but I'm going to go 2017. Um, I think it's going to be a very low scoring, boring game. Uh, Derek Carr 2.0 or 1.5 is going to be playing in Las Vegas. Um, I think it's going to be a very boring, low scoring, typical Denver game like we saw last season. I mean, Sean Payne's first game and some new threads. I I have to j- disagree with you, Doc. I mean, Sean Payne found out ways to win games with Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, and Taysom Hill starting. That is so, fair. I mean, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll retract what I said. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. So I mean, I do I do think it's a big rebound for Russell Wilson. I think Sean Payne whipped them into shape. I think this is going to be a big one for the Broncos. Also, little news with the Raiders, like them re structuring Jimmy G's contract and opening up 14 mil. I'm interesting to see what they do with that. There's not too many big free agencies if they even do anything with it, but that's some news out of Las Vegas, but I think Broncos get a big bang. Like I said, I think they cover the spread 30, 23. Ooh, 30 points. The Broncos 30 points. I mean, wow. the Raiders defense Broncos is bad. Points. So Raiders are bad. So maybe it's Broncos played a lot of yeah. shitty defenses last year and scored 14 points. That's true. Yeah, so I think this game could really go either way. I think it's be a sloppy game on both sides of the ball for both teams. Uh, I think I think Sean Payton's going to figure it out how to get get the win in, but I think it's be fairly low scoring. So I'm going twenty one seventeen for this. It's so too game, inconsistent on both sides. Yeah, it's going to be. I think it's, this game's going to be a mess. Uh, Sean Payton's going to be very mad either after winning this game. And, I think this is really. <laughs> And he just told Russell Wilson to stop fucking kissing babies. So. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was... <laughs> no, I think it's Sean. like you said, you know, he, he whipped uh, Russell into shape. And I think that like the the sloppy the sloppy play of this game and the inconsistency with the Broncos offense, I think is really what's going to be the eye open. It's like, okay, now y'all really need to stop fucking around and, and start getting serious. This is, and I think we're going to, we'll see, we, we, we could hopefully see a stronger Denver team coming out after week one. Prepared to have a lot a new of logo from Russell Wilson. Just give us yeah. something new. He was told and to stop pre- kissing babies. Yeah, stop being a politic yeah. politician is pretty much what he says. It ain't politics. He said, he said, will you he stop literally... fucking kissing all the babies? You're not running for fucking public office. God damn, he don't like Russell, man. I, but I think I think <laughs> he, he knows does. coming in. I think he knew coming in here like Russell could be so good, but all the bullshit that's going on and and kind of the distraction that are holding them back from succeeding again and i think he's just trying to get them you know focused up and trying to get them recentered just tell him stop being a fucking weirdo yeah play play the fucking game of football that's it and it sounds like he might need a lot of juicy fruit too chris i I know you know about that um but we'll see how much he's chewing on on the game hot on the sideline oh yeah see sean payton fucking fired up moving on the dome anymore yeah, he's not. Uh, he's gonna be fucking cold this year. High altitude. No, now he's just gonna, now he's just gonna get lightheaded doing it. <laughs> Moving on, I think the game of the week for me, the Los Angeles Chargers hosting the Miami Dolphins. Chargers are favored by three. This is the battle of the 2020 fifth round or fifth overall pick and sixth overall pick. I think it should have been flip flopped, but that's new here or there. I have the Chargers and a push. Honestly, 34-31. I think this is going to be a great offensive game from both sides. Both offenses are electric. We expect Kenyon Allen and Mike Williams to last at least this week. So I think both teams will score big points, but give me the Chargers at home, 34-31. 
Yeah, Tua Tua looks to improve and explode under Mike McDaniels for another season. Herbert's coming out of his big contract negotiation and getting it. So, I mean, I think this can be an offensive shootout. I think Chargers win cover 35-31. Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be an exciting game to watch. I think uh, what the Chargers are doing offensively in Miami as well. I mean, this is definitely potential for a shootout here. I think both teams are extremely talented. Uh, my biggest question mark is Tua coming into this one, um, and is he going to be able to stay topside? Is he going to be able to keep his head off the turf uh, and his bell from getting rung? Because uh, I think he is one concussion away from his career coming to an end, which is a shame this early in his career. Uh, normally you have this problem after nine or 10 years, but, uh, you know, still, still great offense over there on that side of the ball from Miami chargers. Very exciting. Herbert, like you said, came out, got his big contract. I think he is the one exception, uh, for, you know, coming off of your contract here, getting that extension, that big deal and, and playing like shit. I think he's can be one of the exceptions to that. Um, but I think that there still is some consistency issues with Herbert. Um, so it'll be nice to see him come out firing. Hopefully he can he can make some connections. Uh, but I am going to take the Chargers in this one. I am going to go Chargers 31-28. I, I know me and Mark would not mind Tua just bombing it and getting touchdown over touchdown this week either. So and on the other hand, with, I... with Waddle and, and fucking uh, Tyreek Hill, I mean – so Why would I on the other end, I, I, I do have Herbert in both the redraft and dynasty league. So <laughs> I'm going to take chargers in this and in a shootout. I'm going to go 42, 35. I'd like that. So I'd, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to switch that up. I'm going to take dolphins 30 to seven. <laughs> 30 to seven. I really hope not. Cause I would lose both leagues. Just kidding. Very quickly. Just kidding. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> you gave a prediction for 45. You said. 42, 42, 42, 42, 35. Yeah. My God, this guy, this guy is either like sub 10 or or plus 40. (laughs) Some teams got to put up 40 plus this week. And I think it's going to be charged. I think, I think honestly, I think, I think the Ravens are are the closest potential for getting over 40. I think that they're going to come out and shit all over uh, Houston. I think I'd I'd love to see it. Yeah. They've done it before. They've done it with that offense yeah. before. I think they can come out and get over 40 easy against Houston. Yeah, they did it against Miami a couple of years ago. They just I almost wanted to get 42 to 7 for that game. But yeah, I think it's going to be a game of the week, boys. And next game, the Philadelphia Eagles, your reigning NFC champions, four point favorites on the road as they travel to New England. The Patriots will be honoring Tom Brady as they put him in the New England Ring of uh, Ring of Honor. I am not sure if they're retiring the number. I think I've been reading it. They haven't mentioned it. If they don't retire the number, Honestly, I will say shame on New England. He is arguably one of the greatest of all time. He got them six fucking Super Bowl rings. So if they don't retire his number on Sunday, shame on Robert Kraft. Shame on that whole franchise as a whole. But I don't think the Tom Brady effect being in that stadium is going to mean anything. I think that the the Patriots offense is still a question mark with Bill O'Brien coming back. At least they have offensive line calling plays. I think the Eagles offense and defense are just too much for New England, even in New England. Give me the Eagles 27-17. They cover the spread. I think I I think the Patriots defense isn't really a pushover. I also Eagles took very big hits on personnel on both sides of the ball. Two new um, coordinators. I think this is going to actually be a very close game. I think Eagles win. I think they fail to cover. I'm going twenty three twenty. I'm going to go wow. for more of a more high scoring game on this one. I'm, I'm taking the Eagles still, but thirty five twenty eight. Yeah, I'm going Eagles as well. Um, 
Patriots think Patriots I think are, are are making moves in the right direction. I don't think that they're quite there yet. Um, quarterback obviously is going to be a big challenge. Bailey Zappi got cut too, didn't he? Yeah, right now he the Patriots have oh. no backup quarterback at the moment. At least yeah, so I think Zeke Elliott coming in. I think there's a. Uh, a lot of question marks for fantasy owners with Ramondre Stevenson. I think that Zeke Elliott coming in, I think Ramondre is still going to be obviously the number one running back in that backfield. But I think that uh, uh, Zeke is, is going to get a lot of the touches, especially in the red zone and touchdowns. Um, I'm going to take Philly, though. Uh, I think it's going to be a no-doubter for him. I'm going to take him 27-17. Luke, you said 35-28, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's so great. Luke, Chris is the only one that does not have them covering the spread. Three games left on the docket, boys. The last four o'clock window game, Eastern Conference time. The Los Angeles Rams and all their question marks on offense and very young defense. Aaron Donald's still there, though. Traveling to the Seattle Seahawks. Tough stadium to play. Five-point favorite to the Seahawks. They cover 27-20. I think the Saints – or, sorry, the Saints. The Seahawks offense will be pretty good this week. I think the defense is going to look pretty good, too. Also helps the Rams. I, I don't know what to think of them. Seahawks 27-20. Yeah, excited to see what uh, Gino does. Does he improve from last year's last year? One hit wonder to try to get that contract. The Rams, I mean, they're just a fucking mess. Sean McVay is trying to hold that team with duct tape right now. So I'm going Seahawks. Won't, Seahawks win. They cover 27-21. Yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks as well. Uh, I like this team, both sides of the ball, far better than I like uh, the Rams. Aaron Donald's about really the only thing worth talking about right now. Cooper Cup dealing with that hamstring injury once again, re-aggravating it. Um, so I don't, you know, there's still question marks on whether or not he's going to play Week One. Um, I'm taking Seahawks twenty-four seventeen. Yeah, same thing. I, I think the Seahawks are going to light it up. I'm going to go Seahawks twenty-eight thirteen. No, I have no faith in the the Rams' offense at all. Same. Yeah, me neither. And Cooper Cup seeing a specialist for his hamstrings. So that's not good news yeah. if you have him in fantasy. So glad I did not get Cooper Cup in any of my teams, especially Dynasty. Um, the way to end the week, we have two electric primetime games. We have the Dallas Cowboys, three-and-a-half-point favorites, traveling to the New York Giants. Uh, the Cowboys swept them last year, and I think they start all week one with a win this year. I think they kick off the season 24-21. Don't cover the spread, though. I respect the Giants a little bit more than um, Vegas. I think they cover the spread. 24-21, Dallas goes to New York, wins this game. We see a good game from CeeDee Lamb. We see a good game from Brandon Cooks. And we see Stephon Gilmore, new Dallas Cowboy, and my defense player of the year, Michael Parsons, will have two sacks. Go Dallas Cowboys. I think I think Jerry Jones shot a message at Dak with, trying, with signing Trey Lance. I think he's trying to say, hey, like, you're on the hot seat. Like, this is – either this year or coming up pretty soon. But I have another upset this week. I have Giants winning 23-20. Yeah, I'm also taking the upset on that one this week. I think uh, the Giants are making all the right moves. They got Saquon Barkley to the long-term deal, so that uh, distraction is out of the way. Um, Danny Intercept, I mean, Danny Dimes, uh, I think is is not going to play exceptionally well, but I think he's going to play well enough. I think this is going to be the upset of the week. I think Dallas is going to struggle. Dak Prescott is going to play very middle of the road, like 200 yards passing. Uh, Tony Pollard, I think, is going to come out. He's going to get his yards. Um, but otherwise, I don't see much impressive happening from Dallas. I think that this is just a very close game, especially in New York, that, that the Giants have all the potential to take control and get out ahead in, this, uh, in the division. So I'm going to take Giants. Uh, I'm gonna take 24 23. Oh, close. Oh. 
very close. Yeah. I think, very close. I think, I'm going to ride with you. With the, how about them Cowboys? Uh, I think the Cowboys get it done here. I think Dak got the message like, hey, that my job is on the line this season with uh, from Jerry Jones. So I'm going to take Cowboys 28-24. I'd love to see uh, how Pollard and Deuce Vaughn do in the backfield. I'd love to see Deuce Vaughn touchdown. Uh, just it's cool to see him, the smallest guy in the field, competing against these big boys. So, and and his dad's one of the uh, works for the Cowboys too. So it's a cool story. Great story when they drafted him for sure there. Yeah. And the last game of week one, arguably the game of the week. If you ask the NFL media, the the Aaron Rodgers New York Jets on nine eleven nonetheless will be hosting the Buffalo Bills and the Josh with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Three-time AFC East winners in a row. The Bills are still favored by two and a half points. That says a lot. The uh, Vegas respects the Buffalo Bills. Do they know something that we don't know? I don't think they fucking do. Give me my Super Bowl champion, Aaron Rodgers, the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 27-23. Big game from Garrett Wilson and the boys. Go Jets. Yeah, I mean, this is my third upset game of the week. I have the Jets. I mean, I don't know how you... You can't choose A-Rod opening up in New York with his new team. I mean, the Jets are building on an already great team by adding A-Rod. The Bills are making up for losing some key defensive pieces, which is just going to help A-Rod and Garrett Wilson just take it over. I have the Jets winning 23-20. Yeah, I think uh, I think 9-11 uh, playing in New York, I mean – New, New Jersey, but playing in New York. Uh, I think the Jets are going to come out. They're going to come out fired up, um, ready to take this one. Uh, Buffalo still, I mean, Buffalo, Buffalo's having some issues. Lost a key piece on defense. Uh, I think that uh, the Diggs saga is going to continue this season. I think it's going to start kicking out a lot early. Had a real hard time controlling the emotions last year um, and keeping his composure. And I think that, you know, they, they said that, that was all water under the bridge and they moved past that. I'm not, I'm not so sure if that's the case. Um, so I think that, you know, there, there's still going to be some issues there. Uh, James Cook and Devin Singletary in the backfield. James Cook showed out. Um, Devin Singletary, who I thought was going to be a lock for the number one, uh, looks like he is going to be taking a back seat to James Cook. Um, excited to see Dalton Kincaid, though, start up for uh, uh, for for Buffalo. Uh, really like that tight end. And then, uh, I mean, Jets are just scary on both sides of the ball. I think that they have put together, they have amassed a very, very special team um, so far this season. Um, but I'm taking the Jets, and I'm going to go I'm gonna go Jets 28-24. Yeah, the, the NFL script writers couldn't write up a better storyline for this game. Uh, Jets 9-11, Aaron Rodgers' first game. King of New York. Uh, it's going to be a big game for the Jets. Uh, I got 31-24 Jets against the other New York team, the Buffalo so Bills. Buff- Buffalo's going to fuck No, not the now. other New York team. The only <laughs> New York team. We're all on Buffalo, Man. New York. That means Buffalo's going to win. Fuck, dude. <laughs> but, oh, shout out to Aaron Rodgers. He, shot, he, uh, he gave a fucking diss to Moderna at the U.S. Open. I don't know if y'all saw that. They took a, He took a picture out there supporting uh, – I can't say his name, but like Djokovic, whatever. He had his issue with Moderna and, you know, the COVID booster. They they fucking took a shot. I guess like they blocked out the Moderna sign, essentially saying like, fuck you, COVID, essentially. So love Aaron Rodgers for that. Take a shot while you can. But, boys, we have some fucking games here. Uh, we have some games where you picked all the same. I think as the year goes on, it's going to change a little bit. I'm nervous when we all pick the same team just because 
it just some seems like upsets happen, I guess, and or the opposite happens because the Bills are technically favored. So, but I'm excited for all our teams. You know, we all I think all four are going to win this week. All four no start the season. That'd be nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. To be honest, I hope your team would lose. To be honest, but yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, I hope you, I hope you all lose yeah. too. But go uh, no. Yeah, I mean, go Ryan Tannehill. Go D Hop. D Hop, man, give me three TDs. But like Luke, Luke gets lucky Fuck as always. Down. He get Luke gets a nice fucking cupcake game to start his college season and his NFL schedule. So I mean, yeah, must be nice, nice to be a Raven. Game. Yeah, nice warm games. That's nice the fucking. script. Preseason got excited for the Ravens this year, but part of the script, yeah. So we need some extra games because we lost one. We'll be I back do. tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow as we dive into what happened over week one of college football. We'll dive into some week two headlines that are fucking brewing already. Some big games coming up this weekend. Uh, can't wait till tomorrow to record this and get get it posted for everyone. And you know, hopefully week one goes good. That's Chris Kameinhart. That's Luke Rule. That's Nick the Doc Sterkwitz. I'm Mark Davis. Good luck to your team, boys. This is all about the Balls Podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.